Live? We're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show. I'm your host, Johnny K. I got to be real with you. Real with you. I wasn't going to go live today. Got a lot going on in my life. And you know what? I thought about the people. I thought about you. I thought about your family. I thought about people all across the world. Different countries, different ethnicities, different religions, different sexes, different everything. And I thought, you know, there has never been a time in history where it has been more necessary to unite than right now. And so I sat down in this chair that I'm obviously sitting in because I just told you I sat down. And I just wanted to talk to you and talk about a couple subjects here. And then we go through a few things. So this is off the cuff. This is off the cuff if you can be off the cuff. Okay? This is off the cuff as the cuff has been offed. Um, Self-censorship. I will not self-censor. I will not do it. I will not play those games. You know why? Because it's not good for the people. And when something is not good for the people, I decline to do it. If it's not good for humanity, I decline to do it. If it isn't good for the peasants, I decline to do it. And so for those of you that are scared to speak your mind, to say something that isn't um, socially accepted even though you know it to be true or believe it to be true or uh, it is your true opinion, everyone's got an opinion. You don't need to, you know, not everyone needs to listen to you. Not everyone needs to, you know, try and cancel you. You have the right to share your opinion in the digital public square, in the public square, but now it's digital. Share it. We need more people like you, truth seekers, apolitical, soon to be heroes to bring back the pendulum to the people. You know, a lot of, there's a lot of freedom fighters out there on this battlefield. You know, this podcast is one of them. We're consistent. We have been there from the get when it wasn't popular, but we did it because we knew in our hearts it was right. And we had to do what's best for humanity. This is it, baby. This is the battle. We win or we lose forever. Do you want to help win? It'd be fantastic to have you out here. Okay. We got men, women with blown off legs, missing fingers. We're carrying them off in stretchers. But all of a sudden, we have these army reserves that are coming to fight. And then we realize we had more reserves than we thought we had. The silent majority is real. And for that, I want to say thank you. And more importantly, Subscribe to the Jonathan Kogan Show wherever you get your podcasts. If you haven't subscribed or shared this show, shame on you. Shame on you. This isn't about Jonathan Kogan. This isn't even about Jonathan Kogan's show. This is about truth, and this is about bringing facts back to earth and bringing apolitical back and making it cool. All right? This is this game isn't political. They're trying to divide us. Think about how sick and twisted it is that your mainstream media wherever you're in the world, want you to be divided with your neighbor and hate your neighbor. They make up fake narratives that half the people hate the other half. They think about how sick it is that the way that you're supposed to get your information, those very people want you divided with your own peers. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. And that's why in this podcast, we don't stand for that. We stand with all people. We do not care what you believe. We just care if you believe. 
We care if you want the earth to continue, if you want humanity to prosper, if you want us to have a better future than our past. That's what we're here for. That's what this podcast is here for. Maybe you should ask yourself why you're here. What kind of world do you want to live in in 10 years? The world will be radically different in 10 years. And you are here right now at this moment in time to help shape that future. Or you can stay silent and just give in and just get what's given to you. All right? Just eat, just sit in your pod and eat your bugs and say, oh my God, I should have. Oh my God, if only I know. Oh my God, I could have, would have. Oh my God. Eat the bugs. Eat the bugs. You missed your chance. You were on the sidelines when it counted. And now you're in a pod. And we're going to hook up a charger to you to get your mitochondria going so you could power the elite's baseball baseball field because they want to play softball at night. Just a friendly game, not even professional, friendly. And they're going to use your mitochondria to power that. Is that what you want? If, listen, if that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. But we refuse. We don't care about our social credit score being negative. Probably the lowest social credit score in the world. Because that means we're doing something right. We're standing up for the peasants against the elites, trying to go for a total technocratic takeover once and for all to get AI behind them and all these digital surveillance systems. And then we can never rebel, chop off our penises, take our testosterone through the food, through the fluoride in the water, make us dumb, make us stupid so we can't think straight, make our balls small and make us so we can't rebel. But we're fighting. We're not even fighting for just you. We're fighting for everybody. And I hope you join us. We hit a milestone today on another note. We're going to switch and cover a few things. We'll go through some current news on Twitter, a.k.a. X, which a lot of people just got paid significant sums of money for their monthly revenue ad share last month. One day at KOGZ, we'll make it. But breaking, U.S. credit card debt has now passed $1 trillion. Congratulations. Congratulations. We did it together. We spent more than we earned, and now we have debt at like 80% interest rates. That's fantastic. That's great. Now we have more slaves to the system, more slaves, digital slaves. This is how they're trying to do it in the 21st century. Get you on debt, and they own you forever. On another note, remember Neo? Neo was an R&B artist when I was younger, when I was a teenager. And he had some really catchy songs, a bunch of catchy songs. Maybe some people say he's a rapper, but really, yeah, rapper, R&B. But man, he had some catchy, catchy stuff. So he was asked a question about, you know, uh, mutilating children and letting children decide, like, they age just six, if they want to, if they're a boy and they want to be a girl and chop off their penis, like, should they be able to do that? And then his publicist came and he said, no, like, that's crazy. Like, no, children, like, maybe they should be able to chop off their penis. Maybe they should wait till they're 18. And he got a bunch of backlash for it because it's such a, a radical position. Um, and his publicist put out, I guess, a statement without asking him, apologizing for his stance, saying that mutilating kids is fantastic and that we should chop off all genitals and make all boys and girls and girls boys and just whatever. We should make everybody, we should remove genders so that we could just be um, AI robots, okay? Make us have no sex. You know, a lot of tyrannical uh, governments like Mao 
They want to remove gender. They want, they don't want women to be attractive. They want everyone to look the same. They want people to be asexual. They want you to obey and love the state, the state, the state, the state. And when that happens, you have tyranny. But Neo came out and reverses his publicist, his publicists. That's a lot of cisgender uh, publicist apology for comments against allowing kids to transition. This is how I feel. Listen to this two-minute clip that he just came out with. Um, pretty interesting stuff. Here we go. What's going on, loved ones? This is Neo. All right, listen. I normally don't give too much of a damn about what y'all think, about what I do, what y'all have to say about what I say, whatever. I normally don't care because, like I said, opinions ain't special. Everybody got one. However, this is something I feel very strongly on, and I need y'all to hear this from the horse's mouth, not the publicist's computer. So check this out. First and foremost, I do not apologize for having on this matter. I am a 43-year-old heterosexual man raising five boys and two girls, okay? That's my reality. Now, if my opinion offended somebody, yeah, sure, I apologize for you being offended because that wasn't my, my intention is never to offend anybody. However, I'm entitled to feel how I feel. I'm absolutely entitled to feel how I feel the same way you are entitled to feel how you feel. I ain't asked nobody to follow me. I ain't asked nobody to agree with me. I was asked a question and I answered the damn question. Okay. I have no beef with the LBGTQIA plus community whatsoever. I ain't got no beef with y'all. Do whatever the hell it is you want to do. Do what you want to do with your kids. However, Somebody asked my opinion on this matter, and this is how I feel. I will never be okay with allowing a child to make a decision that detrimental to their life. I will never be okay with that. I don't. I, I definitely plan to educate myself a little bit more on this matter. However, I doubt that there's any anywhere or any opinion that somebody's going to tell me that's going to make me okay with letting a child make a decision like that. That's just period, point blank, and that's how I feel. If I get canceled for this, then you know what? Maybe this is a world where they don't need a neo no more, all right? And I got no problem with that. I'm a hustler. Right? I'll figure it out. I got kids to raise, and I'm going to do that regardless. So with that being said, y'all have a good day. I love everybody. Live how you want to live. Love how you want to love. But your opinion is yours. Speak your opinion as much as you damn well feel like it. Because as I said, they're not important. They're not special. Everybody got one, and you're entitled to it. I'm entitled to mine. All right? Y'all feel how y'all want to feel. Have a great day. It's Neo. Peace and love. Sounds like an anti-Semite, if you ask me. Sounds like an anti-Semitic, racist person. And I know that's what you were thinking. Just totally anti-Semitic. Um, so what else we got? Uh, ooh, interesting. We got some five. So in Australia, they are um, asking questions to Pfizer, and they're not really... So watch as I question, this is a uh, representative in Australia, Malcolm Roberts. Watch as I questioned Pfizer representative last night in a Senate hearing. The company was very reluctant to attend the committee hearing and also reluctant to, to supply a straight answer, automatically falling back on their safe, effective mantra to dodge answering the question. Already, the Senate hearing revealed that Pfizer is rewriting history on transmission of infection. We're supposed to conveniently forget, they said, quote, get it to protect others to save grandma. And quote, when you're vaccinated, the virus stops with you. They're hiding behind their identity identity contract with our government and dodging responsibility. ATAGI and the Australian governments must stop pushing these unsafe and ineffective shots and drop the destructive mandates now. Wow. They still have mandates in Australia? Oh, wow. That's crazy. This is a long clip, so let's just listen. I haven't listened to it. We're going to both hear it in real time. 
let's just see how it starts and we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. Wow. They have mandates that I'm sorry, Australia. That's messed up. Oh, sorry, Dr. Thakir and Dr. Dr. Theroux, Dr. Hewitt, you repeatedly refused to provide, you've dodged questions on evidence from Senator Canavan, from Senator Rennick. You have relied instead on appeals to authority and other logical fallacies, including an appeal to authority. So let's talk about one of your experts. The health minister, the former health minister in this country said, we are engaged in the world's largest clinical vaccination trial. It's experimental in his view. He was the health minister that introduced these things. Let's go to my first question. What we've seen during the COVID mismanagement and malfeasance was the largest transfer of wealth in our nation's history, from we the people to big pharma via big government that lied repeatedly during the COVID mismanagement. My question is, did you ask the minister to introduce vaccine mandates for employment? Senator, I reject uh, the premise of your question. We did have... you or did you not, did your company ask the minister to introduce vaccine mandates for employment? Senator, to your question, we had no involvement, no involvement. I made in no the... accusation, Dr Thakur. I asked you a question. Uh, Senator, I was referring to your previous comments as well when you uh, characterize, mischaracterise the evidence base for the vaccine. What I can confirm, but we have covered that previously, what I can confirm is that we have not had any discussions. We have not been involved uh, with any governments or any other organisations in relation to vaccines. That is a matter did, for government. That is a matter for lawmakers. That did is you not ask, a matter Did you ask the health department of their agencies for vaccine mandates? I've clearly communicated that position on that. Pfizer has no involvement, had no involvement, has no involvement in the imposition of vaccine mandates. Did you ask anyone in or near a government or department to ban ivermectin? Senator, Pfizer has had no involvement Thank no you. in relation to ivermectin. Does the indemnity you have with the government extend to providing you with indemnity in the situation where an employee is forced by their employer to undergo vaccination and then experiences harm? And if, if you do have indemnity, I want the proof. Uh, Senator, any indemnity agreements between uh, Pfizer and the Australian government are confidential uh, and we are not uh, able to discuss that in this forum. Why are they confidential? As a taxpayer, I paid for those injections even though I didn't take any. Why are they confidential from taxpayers? 26 million Australians. Senator, what are you hiding? Senator, indemnity agreements between the Australian government and private organisations such as Pfizer are confidential. I'm not at liberty to discuss that. Why are they confidential? The people who paid for the injections see what they've actually bought. Why are they confidential? Why are that is really it? bizarre. You're saying that a contract that your government signed and then forced you to take the medication that is in that agreement, you're not allowed to see the agreement that you not only paid for, that you were forced to take, and that it had mandates over? And the government works for you, at least in America, and you can't see the contract that your government signed who really works for you, the people? It's bizarre. It's a major red flag. I didn't know that. Major red flag. Senator, 
Those indemnity agreements, indeed contractually arrange, arrangements, as is always the case between the Australian government and external parties, are confidential. And I don't have any information today that might assist the, com the committee in relation to that. Did or does Pfizer have COVID vaccine mandates for your own employees in Australia? At the height of the pandemic and consistent with uh, guidance from uh, health authorities, from the New South Wales governments, Pfizer did have a colleague vaccination program uh, for its employees. Did you, do you still have it? Uh, that vaccine, man, uh, the requirement for colleague vaccination for Pfizer employees uh, is currently uh, present. We uh, introduced uh, a colleague vaccination program in the interest of protecting the health and safety of our colleagues and the communities in which we serve, in which the, uh, we, we operate. We've read that um, your vaccine mandate was using your own batch of vaccine, especially imported for Pfizer, which was not tested by the... Is that correct? Uh, Senator, so Pfizer undertook to import um, a, a batch of vaccine specifically for the employee vaccination program. And that was so that no vaccine would be taken from government stocks delivered to clinics as needed. Thank you. Wait, what? So Pfizer had got received its own custom batch for its employees that did not go through the government when everyone else's went through the government. Not, is that not a red flag? That's not a red flag that they got a special shipment in that got to bypass the government and go directly to them for their employees. Is that not weird? That is really weird. That is so sketchy. Did you enforce your mandate on your colleagues, your employees, you enforce it, did you sack anyone or refuse to pay anyone who refused to take the injection? Senator, we aligned with the public health guidance. We permitted uh, accommodations or exemptions for people that had specific medical or religious reasons um, that they did not or could not be vaccinated. A small number of colleagues uh, departed the company. Thank you. Does your contract with the government for supply Objections include a clause that negates your indemnity in the event of Pfizer committing a crime such as fraudulent treatment of trial data. Uh, Senator, Pfizer always abides by all of the laws and regulations of the markets in which it operates. It obliges by the highest standards for clinical trials and all its operations. Does your the, contract with the uh, government for supply of COVID injections include a clause that negates your in the event of Pfizer committing a crime such as fraudulent treatment of trial data? The uh, question is mentioned. simple. What is the answer, yes or no? Uh, Senator Roberts, uh, as I had mentioned previously, the contents of Pfizer's uh, contract with the Australian government remains confidential and I don't have any to provide to the committee in relation to that. Is it true that Pfizer COVID-19 vaccines were de developed initially as countermeasures for the American Department of Defence? Uh, Senator, our sole focus from the start of this pandemic has been to discover, develop and supply a safe and a vaccine. I didn't ask you about your focus. I asked you, is it true that Pfizer's COVID-19 injections, vaccines, were developed initially as countermeasures for the American Department of Defence? The experts have told. Is Senator, it true? The vaccine was developed to address the dire global public health emergency 
that became rapidly apparent in the early part of 2020. That was the only reason for which the Pfizer vaccine was developed. We're very proud of the role that the Pfizer vaccine has demonstrated clearly in protecting the health of hundreds of millions of people around the world and enabling countries, borders and societies. There you go again, another appeal to authority, another appeal to, to consensus and appeal to... That's not what I ask. Have you had any association during the development of these vaccines with the Department of Defence? Just before you answer, so, so, sorry, Mr. Sorry, Dr. Um, sir, um, just another question, follow-up question yeah. after this answer. Yeah. Uh, yes, Doctor. Uh, uh, Senator, I have no information. I'm happy to take it on notice, but let me confirm again that the sole purpose of developing of the vaccine was to protect global public health. Isn't it true that many standard steps and procedures otherwise required before receiving... I'm so approval? happy that during the pandemic, Pfizer found Jesus and decided to just forego all profits and business in general and just become a, a basically a non-profit humanitarian foundation. I'm very grateful for that. That's really quite a turnaround on a dime. You know, really, they paid the most fines in history, the most criminal organization ever, by far the most criminal industry of all time. But then the pandemic came and they just became... A philanthropist. It's it's beautiful, actually. It almost brings a tear to my eye. Well, for use, were omitted or circumvented entirely to achieve this accelerated time period of development that you talked about, twelve months. Uh, Senator, the uh, evidence that was gathered and presented, not just to the Therapeutic Goods Administration, but to regulators worldwide, was thorough and comprehensive and was assessed by those regulators who made independent decisions on the best profile of the vaccine. I noticed repeatedly that you have transferred the, the accountability, the responsibility for these, these injections to the TGA. Repeatedly you've done that. Did Pfizer research the long-term effects and risk profile of its COVID-19 vaccine prior to release? Long -term. Senator, uh, uh, again, as part of an application to any regulatory <laughs> the data that we gather and present are used to determine whether or not regulatory authority feels that the uh, medicinal product may be licensed and sufficient. Again, to answer my question, you know, shifting responsibility to the TGA. And TGA said, you might be, oh, no, we'll, we'll let it go. Yeah. Another answer to that. Wow. That was juicy. I'm glad we watched that together. That was, you know, if they didn't find Jesus in the pandemic and give, you know, just, just totally disregard the fact that their business and became, you know, the most philanthropic organization of all time that just cares about humanity and wants everyone to be injected of, with love and passion um, and swell their heart with joy. Um, you would think that maybe they're criminal and that uh, they had other intentions here. And his one question that he said, did it come from the American DOD? Like, did it start with that? Well, we've proven that on this podcast. Shasha uh, Lytoba, whatever her last name is, she was one that uh, had shared that earlier. So you should go check that podcast probably a hundred episodes ago, honestly, of the Jonathan Cogan show. Um, we've reported that at length. Also, uh, Dr. David Martin uh, knows that as well. Uh, he shared that. We have several podcast episodes with him. Go check that out. So we know this, um, but uh, they're avoiding the question because uh, they know. So 
we'll end on this just because I'm not an organizer. Oh, oh, very important actually. Before we get into this, actually, no, we're gonna get into this, and then we're gonna get into the last story. Here we go. So Taylor Lorenz, you know Taylor Lorenz, right? Taylor Lorenz lost her mind in the pandemic. The people who sold out their soul, their morals, and everything to become a COVIDian, to be so aggressive, to be able to feel like they have higher social status than others, but based on if they get more injections, that they know more, and they were basically wrong in every single thing. I have a friend that was like that, wrong in every single thing. And now you want to take that person seriously on like climate change and stuff, even though they'd be wrong on 100% of the things that they stood for, 100, because they're brainwashed. So Taylor Lorenz is one of those people. She wrote, the other day, quote, we could literally stop the virus at any, this, this, she just wrote this. This is literally from like August, like second, we could literally stop the virus at any time with basic mitigation measures, but that might mean slightly less profit for corporations. So we'll just keep letting vulnerable people needlessly die and millions become permanently disabled with zero support system in place. That was like, that's August, 2023. First of all, didn't these incredible vaccines save humanity and basically everybody took it. So we're good. Then we we need to take more measures now? What do you mean? If you take the vaccine, we're going to get back to normal. And people took like 18 of them. People are still getting boosters. Okay? But they're going to get so booster, they're going to end up on the moon. Jay Bacharya, friend of the show, good podcast with him earlier, wrote, The problem is not Lorenz per se, but rather the Washington Post, which embraced such anti-science nonsense as its guiding principle in much of its pandemic coverage. Would any post reporter care to share what magical mitigation me- measure will bring us to zero COVID? And by the way, Jay Bhattacharya, he's a very fringe epidemiologist, uh, Stanford, uh, you know, he's at Stanford Medical School, also a PhD economist, very fringe, very fringe, you know, Stanford, so fringe, really out there. Um, just crazy. She's, people have lost their minds. I feel bad. It became... COVID was, it was basically a test of mental illness is basically what we got to. So, uh, last thing I want to share is like the first tweet I had today. Oh, you know what? That reminds me, trust the experts, right? That means according to Taylor Lorenz and all these people who lost their minds, they say, trust the experts. Well, what does Thomas Sowell say about trust the experts? Listen to this. Tom, we'll begin with a quotation. Then can Obama in 2008 quote, it's like guys, Republicans, take pride in being ignorant. They should go talk to some experts and actually make a difference. Close quote. <laughs> well, talking to experts does make a difference. Uh, many of the masters of our time have been uh, committed by uh, experts. You, you may FDR's brain, uh, which according to later studies, uh, prolonged the depression bars. Uh, the uh, whiz kids in the Pentagon under McNamara, who managed to mess up the, the Vietnam War. Uh, you can run through an impressive things of the, brought about by people with very high <laughs> I love that. Many of the great disasters of our time have been committed by experts, Thomas Sowell. And guess what? He's still right, because that's exactly what happened. This crime against humanity, this potential Nuremberg II violation is 100% the fault of the experts and a lot of the brainwashed peasants went along with them. So what other, since the world is so stable and everything's so fine, it's not weird that this happened. There was an explosion at the Turkish grain depot. This depot holds up to 8 million tons of wheat, barley, legumes, 
chickpeas and lentils. It has been full due to the uncertainty of war and to ensure the population has backup food in case they are unable to import. And guess what? It just blew up. Look at that smoke. If you're not watching it, it just it just blew up. Yep. Just blew up. Just totally random. The world state. Thank you, Biden. Bidenomics. We love it. Greatest, most stable world ever. The people who have who are like saying the economy's great, the world's great, we've never had a better president ever. It's so crazy to me that they're willing to go that far and say that stuff when we are clearly in the most unstable world of anybody's lifetime. Things are more chaotic. There's more tragedies. There's no control of like our own. We don't even have a country. We have no borders. We have wars going on everywhere. We're saber rattling with the biggest nuclear powerhouse, Russia, where Taiwan's going to possibly be invaded. We can't build the chip factory in Arizona. We got 7 million people we know nothing about in our country from prisons elsewhere and all sorts of people that are probably bringing in disease and stuff from Michael Yan, who reported that like tuberculosis. It's going to spread like wildfire, which gives you know more an excuse for a pandemic. And then just crazy crazy and people are saying yeah he's the greatest of all time thanks god oh my god thank you joe biden you're the best and people have lost their minds you can't there's no easier way to show you that you're a shill if you say that just say hey i think these are good he's a decent president don't say he's the better than lincoln and everything speaking about the new pandemic new from disclose.tv british scientists begin developing vaccines in a high security laboratory complex against a new pandemic caused by an unknown disease X that's from sky news. And here's the source. UK scientists have begun developing vaccine as an insurance against a new pandemic caused by unknown quote disease X. The work is being carried out at the government's high security porting down laboratory complex in Wiltshire by a team of more than 200 scientists. You excited? You getting ready? You getting ready? I know, I know, I know. It's hard to contain the excitement for pandemic number two. And Bill said, uh, Dr. Bill Gates, he said this time the people are going to pay attention on this one. And then, he, you know, he gave that psychopath smile, you know, where people who murder people smile. Yeah, he did that. That's great. That's fantastic. I'm so happy our world is run by psychopaths where many are pedophiles who went to Epstein Island and have no accountability and can do whatever they want. And the mainstream media actually says they're heroes and fantastic people, but really they break every law of all time. They got all the wealth from all the peasants during the pandemic. They locked us down, forced injections, did no repercussions. I'm so happy how fantastic the world's being run because things are so stable. Thank you, Bidenomics. Okay, let's be real. Let's bring the world back to the people. It's time the people run the show. It's time for the elite's reign to be over. They've ran it for centuries and it's done. I can't do it anymore. We can't do it anymore. We need to be decentralized, community focused. We can't be a top-down centralized uh, dictatorship, all right? We need to have free speech in our, that cannot be taken away by one entity by just deplatforming you, okay? We need open protocols like Noster. We need money that can't be traced like CBDCs, like Bitcoin. We need freedom. You know why? Because freedom is awesome. Freedom is in all of us. And you can have it if you want it, but you must stand for it. And this time it's even easier for us. It's an information war. We can stand up for freedom, unlike our ancestors who died. So many people died for us to have freedom. And we're about to just give it away and hand it over to a bunch of these oligarchs. You got to be kidding me. To BlackRock, to Larry Fink, to all these people. Are you out of your mind? I ain't going down. And listen, if we're going down, I ain't going down without a fight, a big fight, a serious fight. So I ask you, do you stand with us? You come to the brawl? How about you think about that tonight when you go to bed at night? Think about it. Do you want to keep the freedom or not? If you do, 
let me know. Send me a DM on Twitter, at KOGZ. Say I'm in. That's all you need to say. I'll give it a thumbs up, and then I know we're on the same page. That's what we're going to do. All right, if you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash ownership economy, one word, ownership economy. You could donate five bucks. It really helps trying to raise money for this pod. Thank you so much. Subscribe to the John the Coca Show. Share the John the Coca Show. I'll see you tomorrow. I truly do love you. You're amazing. God bless. Bye.